What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. I got this feeling that I've been here before. I got this feeling that I've been here before. Oh, welcome back, you knuckleheads. It's We Knows Parenting. I'm Peter McNerney. And I'm Beth Newell. And I will never call you knuckleheads again. Because it was weird and I didn't like it. Yeah, that was a big mistake. It was a big swing, though. It was I a really through. big swing. It was nothing if not brave. I went for it. I was feeling cute. I'm feeling cute tonight. <laughs> you feeling cute? Yeah, I feel cute. You're looking cute. We're entering Leo season. <gasps> oh, that must be it. So everyone's about to start feeling real cute. Everyone's cute. <laughs> um... Boy, Beth, I had a good week. Do you have a good week? Yeah, I did have a good week. <laughs> I I can't think of any any major tantrums. Uh, I could probably think of one if I tried. Yeah, but you'd have to try, which is a which is a, a victory. <laughs> it's not. Oh, of course, obvious. Um, you know what I thought the win for us was this weekend was that we had a really lazy weekend. Yeah. And I like that. <laughs> well, that's funny because you know I like a lazy weekend. You get a little stir crazy. Well, I don't think it's good to be indoors all the time. Everyone gets mad at each other and it's bad. But we haven't had one in a really long time. Well, the thing was this week it was like 100 degrees outside. Oh. So I was like, you know what? I knew for at least Saturday I was like, I'm calling this off right now. Like this day is going to involve as little exertion as possible well i went outside with the kids yesterday which was also which is almost 100 degrees and um we went to the playground they got a great in in our unit there's a sprinkler thing at the playground and we went down there and like all there's a lot of kids in our unit in the in the complex we live in and all the ones we knew were down there with the three, I went down with Brendan Maven, and there were three moms down there with all their kids. And I was like, oh, 
These are three parents I like, I'm comfortable with, and I felt like a real playground dad. And I uh, actually chatted it up. That's great. And I started playing, and there's two kids that are in Bryn's grade. Um, they were in pre-K with him. They're going into kindergarten. And after a while, I started to warm up, and I allowed myself to be a little silly in front of strangers. Not strangers, but people I'm not super close with. And we started playing this game where the kids came up to me, and I would turn them into things. And I'd be like, oh, get away. You're a dragon. You're a superhero. And I knew, I know how much Bryn likes these things. So I started immediately giving Bryn really weird ones. And I was like, you're a computer. And Bryn's face lit up. And he just ran over to Maven. And he goes, type on my belly. Do work. Do work. Oh, I'm working. I'm a computer. We have very weird kids. And tonight he wrote a book about the sun, the planets, and Pluto. And Should we read the book? I mean, I memorized it. Well, I'm not going to go get it, if so that's what you're asking. He, I, I, was draw, I was like, they wanted to watch TV, which we don't do on school days. I said, let's draw. And so I sharpened pencils, which they'd never seen before, by the way. A pencil sharpener. And they really were interested in that. It's crazy how many simple things like that that their generation just doesn't get exposed to. I mean, kids know about pencil sharpers. They just have been drawing with crayons their whole life. And I was like, let's do pencils. So I sharpened some pencils for them. That was a hoot. And uh, we started drawing. Bryn told me what to draw. He told me to draw um, a unicorn with, with silly teeth, um, a robot saying poop, um, a scary sun, and then he made me draw a picture of four blue jays that are dressed in our clothes, the four of us in the family, and all have hair. And each one, each individual one was saying, uh, cheekity, cheekity daddy, cheekity mommy, cheekity maven, cheekity Bryn. I do think that the Dr. Seuss books they got. The new ones have oh. been making them more excited about creating weird things. I I just bought a bunch of Dr. Seuss books, and I love them. I mean, no, yeah, hot take. Dr. Seuss is great, but the language of it, I think, Brynn is getting into in the. And you're absolutely right. It has everything. It has creatures with stars on their bellies, and you can, and some stories see the outline of their butts, which our children love. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're like a butt. <laughs> Um, so Bryn drew two pictures. One was of all the planets plus Pluto because it's not a planet. It's a dwarf planet. And the other page was just the sun, which is a big circle. And then he wanted a title page. And so we got a title page and he wrote the most writing I've ever seen him do. He, I mean, he asked me how to spell things, but he wrote the title was called the planets and the sun and Pluto. And then we stapled it together and he was really proud. And then you came home, and then he wanted to write words on the inside. So the after the title, the second he was like, page. This isn't good enough for mom if it doesn't have. But he read it to words. grandma over the phone, and he's like, "Well, first of all, there were no words." And so he picks it up. He goes, "Grandma, look at this book. Bo- this book. Here's the cover." He goes, "Now I'm going to read it to you. You're going to be really confused." And then he opened it up, looked at it, and then he turned the page, looked at it. And then he closed it and he said, the end. And the joke was that there's no words, so he didn't say anything. 
his joke didn't land with grandma, so he had to do some rewrites. Yeah, he was like, that guy laughed, but it could have gotten more. Yeah. So then he wrote. On- more hard jokes, you know what I mean? <laughs> he just needed to punch it up. <laughs> um, the first page he wrote, the planets and Pluto. And then on the sun page he wrote, he added a little cloud next to the sun, and he wrote the word fart on the cloud. And then the page says, the farting sun. And then he presented it to you. So you take it from there. How did that make you feel? I, I've already <laughs> said. <laughs> proud? Yeah, I felt very proud. You laughed real hard. It was good. I was, I'm more, honestly, more than the jokes. I'm just delighted he's drawing because yeah. sometimes he, I don't know, he goes through stretches where he doesn't really draw and then all of a sudden he'll do something really creative and you're like, oh. You you could draw more. Yeah. Maven drew a really awesome unicorn. I mean, by the time you saw it, she went back over it and just scribbled over the whole thing. But the initial one was shockingly good. Yeah. They're perfect artists. I um, really like drawing with them. I'm going to do it more. Can I, uh, can we talk about the, uh, the real win of the week? What's that? Our new bed came. Oh, yeah. So, as you may recall from our previous episode, <laughs> we were... Uh, oh, my God. You're going to take so long to get to it. You say it. You tell the story. We were um, chided <laughs> by our neighbors for... Politely chided. ...having loud lovemaking sessions that were disrupting the peace. Sessions. <laughs> They said it was too vigorous. Uh, no, they didn't get into specifics. They just he said... He suggested I put a pillow behind the headboard, which yeah, we didn't have. We didn't have a headboard, and our bed frame was a regular old metal bed frame on wheels, and we were like, you know what? It's time to Squeaky become wheels. grown-ups and get a real headboard. A so real we got head. a bed for a great price i have to say it's an excellent bed um i'm going to do another plug that makes us no money it's from a company called living spaces very simple bed nice solid not uh resulting in loud sex okay that's the next thing i was going to say is that we have since <laughs> um broken we've, it in we've reinstated our <laughs> lovemaking session okay so so uh, not to get graphic, but since <laughs> since our neighbor commented on this, I've been mortified. And any sort of that stuff going on, I'm like, they're listening. They're downstairs listening. So it's been a whole lot of like trying not to use the bed or or being slightly off the bed. So the bed is not moving. And um, it's been interesting. And there's been some creative solutions. Uh, but... <laughs> Last night Honestly, I, I occasionally think about it, but when I'm in the moment, it doesn't occur to me at all. Here's the difference between <laughs> us, Beth, is that it is constantly occurring to <laughs> and it gets in the way. I mean, I there's a lot of things that will distract me. I guess it's just one activity that I'm pretty focused on. <laughs> but the thing is, so the other night, um, we had the new bed and, you know went for it and i realized in the middle of this that 
oh my god, the bed is not making any sounds. And suddenly I felt so free and so happy <laughs> that I can actually focus on this very positive thing that's happening. And I'm not thinking about my elderly neighbors during it. <laughs> it's funny because we have recently lost two elderly neighbors on both sides of our apartment. Sounds like they're dead when you said it that way. Well, no, they moved out. But they, the two like neighbors that we shared like window viewing with uh-huh. are gone. So I feel like I'm starting to feel more free. And I know it's just going to result in some sort of like accidental nudity when the new neighbors move in. By the or, way, guess what happened today? What? The new neighbors moved oh, in. Oh, God. <laughs> I shouldn't have been doing my naked yoga. Oh, you do it so loud <laughs> with the windows so open. And you just scream naked yoga while you're doing while it. While I'm focused. <laughs> That's um, how yoga works. <laughs> actually, before you came home, I've been like trying to catch a glimpse of the neighbors because I see the door cracked and there's like a van outside, but I haven't seen them. It's a three bedroom, so I'm really hoping they have kids close to our kids' age. So they're young enough to appreciate lovemaking. Yes. <clears throat> um, but I heard someone going in through the door, and so I, I peeped through the peephole <laughs> and I saw a shoulder and a t shirt like right outside the window. And then Maven very loudly he goes, what are you looking at out there? <laughs> and then I saw, I was like lame cover. I was like, I'm looking at this picture. <laughs> I was like, that was weird. I, that was an overconversation. They're like, oh, cool. Just a totally normal family we live next door to. Just regular humans living next door. Uh, All right. So we're in the clear. Um, so I hope they're cool. Well, if they're wearing a t-shirt, it sounds like they are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, baby. Oh, my God. Gotta love a t-shirt. My kind of people. Um, Two other little things that happened this week. So I bought a new car seat, a new booster seat for Bryn. Maven is now big enough for the booster seat he was in. And so we got rid of the, the big clunky car seat. And Maven is so proud. And oh, excited yeah. to be a big girl, to have her like use the real seatbelt. <laughs> Is she keeping it on? She, oh yeah. She's, I'm just scared what will happen when she has one of her tantrums. Well, I think she's just seen Bryn in it for you know as far as she knows her whole life, and so there's nothing to explore. Whereas like Bryn, the first time we put it on Bryn, he'd just take a seatbelt off and then have a tantrum. But I don't think that. Things don't occur to her the same way they did to him because she's had him as an example where he had no one. Well, sometimes more things occur to her because she's had him as an example. What? (laughs) (laughs) She's... For some reason, that was too much. I couldn't couldn't follow. I'm saying you should look out for her. I don't trust her. (laughs) I think she has a lot in store for us. <laughs> uh. She's a big goof. That's what I think. Um, and the last thing is um, I just realized I think we've just been feeding our kids way better than we used to. This weekend especially, I fa- I feel like they weren't like 
eating as much garbage. Like they had a lot of fruit and then they had healthy meals. I was like, this is incredible. Like a whole day of healthy food. A whole day? <laughs> I say a whole week. I, um, it just occurred to me because yeah. I had the thought, I was like, oh boy, I'm feeling a little lazy. And then it's just a flash of maybe I'll order some food. But whenever that happens, they get chicken fingers or pizza or something. And I realized it's been so long since I've done that. Maybe it's helping them with their cravings because they're not in the cabinets as much. Yeah. I feel like part of it is like we had to clear the cabinets of like anything that tasted good at all for like a month before Bryn stopped trying to like constantly be in the cabinets. And then we now have added back in treats and it's like he's still looking, but it's not like nonstop. Yeah. Well, I've also really doubled down on uh, I've realized how effective it is to call something a rule. Bryn really likes rules, even if he doesn't like what the rule is. (laughs) You know, it's like no the no TV on school day rule. He doesn't like it, but he doesn't question it because he understands the rules. And so I've started saying a new rule is that before dinner, you can eat anything you want so long as it's a fruit or a vegetable. And that's just meant that maybe they have a banana, but they're not trying to find candy. They're waiting. Well, no one loves rules as much as you do. I don't know. Have you met Bryn? (laughs) Uh, Well, the other thing is that he's been waking up and doing his usual food sneaking routine, but he this week pulled the leftover shrimp scampi out of the fridge and (laughs) ate an entire Tupperware full of shrimp scampi first thing in the morning. With his bare hands. (laughs) It's just like oily noodles. And yeah, both him and Maven, when we finally got out of bed, they were both just greasy. Greased up. Greasy with shrimp grease. And did I wash them before I sent them to daycare? Nope. I don't think that was a weekday, was it? Well, either way, I wouldn't have washed him if it was. (laughs) And now it's time for Did You Knows? This is where we share some parenting-related information that we read or listened to somewhere. Beth, you have something. Uh, Yeah, I wanted to talk to you guys about an article from... (laughs) I wanted to talk to you guys. (laughs) I well, I just want to talk to you guys for a second. Um, there's an article. Come over here. Hey, Peter, I'm trying to talk to these guys. Oh, sorry, I'll, I'm gonna go get a drink. Okay. Um, this article that I want to talk to you guys about is from the Guardian. It's called "A Woman's Greatest Enemy?" Question mark A lack of time to themselves. Um, so this is not explicitly about parenting, but uh, there's a lot of references to moms in here. And the article just talks a little bit about how this woman was trying to carve out time for her writing and her colleague recommended this book about uh, the daily rituals of great artists. And what she found in the book was a lot of talk of these uh, historic figures, artists, writers who had had really devoted wives or housekeepers or someone who basically made it so that they had enormous amounts of free time. And then she goes on to talk about how most women have very little free time. And uh, as she gets particularly into parenting at some points during this. Um, I, I just loved to interject some of the examples they gave. And I don't remember which of these famous writers there were. But 
wives who would lay out full outfits for their husbands. Oh, that was Sigmund Freud's wife. Had to lay out his outfit and put toothpaste on the toothbrush for him. (laughs) Uh, Surprising, but not surprising. (laughs) So it was so he could get to his articles about penis envy. He's got to he's got to think uh, more about penis. He had a lot of good his, important things to do. Um, a lot of phallic. <laughs> uh, one of the quotes I liked was um, she talks about how she read an interview with Patty Scalfa, who is Bruce Springsteen's wife, and she said how difficult it was for her to write music for her solo album because her kids kept interrupting her and demanding her time in a way that they never would of her father, uh, of their father, and. I feel like that was the most relatable part of the article to me, where I was like, mm-hmm. I'm just not allowed to be in my own home doing work without someone walking in and talking at me. Um, <laughs> this is something I've learned because I like to walk in and talk at people. You um, love it. I love it. You love breaking a train of thought like nothing else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I leave you alone way more than I used to. Is that fair? For the most part. I still feel like you're there's something about it where you're like a magnet. It's like a moth to a flame. Like if you're going out the door in 10 minutes and I'm like just really trying to concentrate and I keep you keep ch- basically chasing me out of the room. Like I'm like, oh, he's getting ready. I'll go in this other room. Oh, he's coming in here and talking at me. I'm going to go in this other room. You're just like. I notice, <laughs> but I just don't. Sometimes I don't notice until I'm in the middle of it. And then I'm like, oh, here I am. Okay. All right. Uh, I used to, it took me a long time to notice at all. Yeah. Um, but I get it. Also, you know, uh, we, we, I, I relate to this on a certain level of the, like the fragmented day. Uh, cause today I was home all day, which, which is such a dream. Like I don't, that hasn't happened in months, mm-hmm. uh, where I basically had nine to five on, uninterrupted and I got so much done and it was like this is a miracle That's my favorite days and I think part of what she kind of hints at in this article is like the creative process I think requires you not only to have enough time alone to like physically get the work done but you have to have a little bit of brain space to let your mind wander mm-hmm. in the week to like actually experience pleasurable activities so that you can sit down feeling like a little bit charged and like inspired and not just like you know, trying to like quantify your workload. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and um, and I find that's the hard part. I think is like even when I do have the space to work, it's like to get that full day mm-hmm. is kind of rare to just like devote to like your one thing that you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So yeah, and the, oh, there was a quote in here. Uh, so there, there was a statistic that said. A study of 32 families in Los Angeles found that the uninterrupted leisure time of most mothers lasted on average no more than 10 minutes at a stretch. This is modern women we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that statistic is sort of horrifying to me, like introvert who likes to have my own headspace. Yeah. And obviously (laughs) we're, it's, it's rare that uh, wives have to deal with. Freud's um but it still is the thing that that was really interesting in that article of you know they compared men and women in the academic uh uh arena and they had the same amount of time to work during their work day 
but women had twice as much unpaid labor to do after work. And like that whole day, still now, on average, um, there's far more to do. And I'll also say just that like, you know, cause our, our, our schedules are pretty similar. And I think at this point we're doing the same amount of, 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 uh, housework and all that, but there is something about like, I, I can ignore our kids better than you can partially. Well, because, because they're not hounding you. Like well, yeah, partially me. because I can blo- block them out and, and do it, but they give up on me. And they ignore me much more than but they ignore me. Also, you. part of it is like they need to be interacted with. So, like on Sunday, I went to the coffee shop to work and then you took them outside to the sprinklers. So then they came in tired and like, you know, sort of spent a little bit. Yeah. And they, and when I got home, they actually sat and watched TV and I was able to continue working in the other room for the first time in ever. Like yeah. it was the first time I've really had like a full half hour stretch of work where I was like, I can't believe they haven't bothered me. And p- I think part of why it's hard for me <laughs> to do that with them is sometimes because you're you're able to not interact with them for so many hours that when I come in, they're like, someone interact with us now. Like, Well, I'll tell you, you're, you're not wrong because you're 100% right. And on Sunday, that is exactly what I was thinking. Because I'll tell you what, I don't want to go to the playground. I don't want to go outside. I don't want to do anything. I well, can sit you, inside with my I, kids. Because when I was leaving, I said you should try to get them outside. I know. And I, I take them outside, not because it's, and I do this regularly now. I take them outside and I take them to do things, not because I want to, but because because of you. Well, it's good for everyone's mental health. Yeah, it is. I agree. But I'm just being totally honest about the, where I live in a selfish brain. <laughs> Almost everything I well, do, I'm do just you, like, I just want my wife to be happy. But in the end, well, I'm happier. My kids are happier. You're happier. And exactly. it's the thing I should have been doing in the first place. Right. Can uh, we just acknowledge that I'm always right and I always have good ideas. And if you just got on board with them sooner, everything would be 100% perfect. Nope. Um, but about, I do. About, I'll, I'll give you I have to say, 90% of the time. I love our new food routine we're eating real meals balanced meals a lot of fish you mean the routine where i now buy food and i cook food yeah you cook full, full meals i love it i love it Don't too you, and and i was saying to you years ago when i was in a postpartum stupor i was like i need real food i was like i literally don't know what that is or how to do it or how to listen <laughs> I got to go to an improv show. Yeah. Bye. You're like, I'm sorry. The best way for me to support this family is to teach every night of the week. Well, it literally was at the time. Uh, <laughs> Money. Yeah. Now we're loaded. We're so loaded. Um, Boy, I really need to book some commercials like yesterday. Anyway, that I've, a lot of women I know, uh, I think that article really resonated with them today. And I thought it was nice to hear people talk about it. It resonated with me. <laughs> On part of it, I'm not saying I'm not saying, oh, I totally get it. I'm experiencing the same thing, but just with the I deal with the kids a lot, and then the groceries and all of this, and and I'm even when I'm home nine to five, I have to go in for an audition. That's three hours, and I constantly have this feeling that like I never have enough time to get into a thing. Um, 
Yeah. And I realize that for many women, that's that's the it's, that's the it's, struggle. It's worse. And historically, oh, I have to also admit, acknowledge my great grandfather. <laughs> uh, you have to, Jim Jim uh, James Alexander Hamilton. So he was a big uh, medical uh, hospital administration uh, professor, and he blah blah blah. Please make this article about women about your grandfather. <laughs> uh, well, he wrote a letter uh, to the wives. I think it was like the wives of his of his students, students, his grad students, his grad students, explaining like their role, um, and that like you know when your husbands are going to be working on important things all day long. So when they come home, they need to, it needs to be a relaxing place. It was like, like they need to be handed a cocktail the second they walk in the door. And it's, boy, I've read the letter and it's, it's real embarrassing <laughs> and it's real dated. But even at the time, I think it was outdated. Uh, you know, this is the, you know, That's the, why the I think like these conversations we've been having culturally about like the treatment of women, there's always like, with people, you know, like politicians like Joe Biden or whatever, when they're like, all I did was the things I was raised to do. It's like, yeah, we know. <laughs> we know it's been bad and we're asking you to stop. Um, yeah, and it's hard to, and like, it's it's really easy to be like, well, thank God we're not like Freud anymore. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah, you know, it's like it's got a half life, you know. You get well, a generation, you, you, you cut yeah, those bad habits in It's half. not nearly as bad, but it's still like not like I want to hear your morning rambles while I'm trying to get my work done. <laughs> well, you just don't like hearing me tell you things at any point, so. That's not true. Well, you just admitted that you like me. Congratulations. Gotcha. <laughs> Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially 
especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This next segment is called Would You Knows? It's where we discuss parenting hypotheticals. We got one from a listener, and I'm going to read it now. Longtime listener, and I love the show. Since water appears to be such a hot topic, I'm sorry, we thought we were beyond the water topic. We're not. <laughs> Here is this podcast is about water now. <laughs> parenting and hydration. It's we don't do any research. We just whatever random thing a listener tells us about water, that's the fact of the day. Well, this is not a fact. This is a would you know. So. Okay. So we're right. having fun with water. Okay. Here's a hypothetical for you both. Um I would call this hypothetical a little cheeky. Um your son has a crippling fear of being around water. He hates swimming, splash pads. And he says he never wants to go near lakes or the ocean ever. You have tried swim lessons, but to no avail. On the other hand, he loves drinking water and drinks the recommended amount (laughs) every day and never asks you for uh, sugary drinks. He always says he prefers the taste of water to all other drinks, and he thinks he always will. One day, you take him to a hypnotist to see if you can help him get over his fear of swimming. This works after one session. He is suddenly able to completely overcome his crippling fear and the whole new world is a whole new world is opened up to him. <laughs> Unfortunately, he now suddenly is repulsed by the taste of water. Oh no. What do you do? Do you accept this trade-off or do you go back and try to undo undo the hypnosis? Cheers, Val. <laughs> Well, I'm definitely going back to the hypnotist. I should get my money back. Well, not so fast. Not so fast. This is designed to tear us apart because everyone knows I hate drinking water and everyone knows you love the ocean. This question is designed to tear us apart? Yeah, because... I don't think so. Yeah, she's trying to admonish that I don't like drinking water and you love the ocean. And so she's made a hypothetical where we can't have it both ways. I don't think this was meant to tear us apart. I 100% do. It's already working. You're tearing us apart yourself of your own accord. (laughs) I love the ocean, but I want my child to drink water to survive. So I'm going to try to land on that outcome, if not have the best of both worlds and get the hypnotist to do their job right. Well, (laughs) just big. Make the hypnotist do their job right. Well, yeah, come like on. They hype. knew. <laughs> they knew. If there was a, a drawback, they should have put that in the contract and warned me. <laughs> how would they know that by making them love? They the know ocean? how it works at this point. This is this is not their first hypnotism. <laughs> what if it, it was? <laughs> it's uh, not. Why am I paying this person good money if this is the first time they've done something? Maybe it's our new neighbors. Maybe it was a freebie. Again, Val, you got to be specific with the details, okay? What kind of hypnotist? I don't How have much an issue with this question. Spend? I don't know. <laughs> if we paid 10 bu- yeah, here's what I would do. 
let's say the hypnotism uh, cost five bucks. Then, you know, just like once a week, we take him back and switch. He's like, it's probably pretty dehydrated. You, it's that important to get your kid in the ocean every other week that you want to, the, to prevent them from drinking water? I don't think that he won't drink water. I think he just <laughs> hates it. Oh, he's. it says Come on. he's suddenly repulsed by the taste of water. Yeah. He can drink milk. That's a, on a daily battle you want to have every other week just because you want to be able to get this kid in the ocean. You can drink other drinks that hydrate you. Peter, use your brain here. <laughs> it's <laughs> I'm Gatorade. We'll buy a lot of Gatorade. You're a Libra. Do you see the scales? The balancing scales. Weigh mm. the pros and cons here. Mm, boy, I'll tell you what. <laughs> the pr- This scenario is not suited for Libras because what they're saying, if this is a scale, is that you have all the weight on one side or all the weight on the other. They didn't frankly, say that. Val, that I was, can't relate to this. No, that was your own addendum to the question where you throw out a hypothetical uh, every other week scenario. Uh, they did not say that in the question. I didn't say. Well, they <sighs> said it's repulsed by water or okay. loves the ocean or the complete other way around. <sighs> Phil. You did this on purpose. You're tearing us You're projecting. Apart. You know what? I don't, I love water. Water's great. I think it tastes great. I feel good when I drink it. And by the way, I've been drinking a lot of water. And I feel better. We've been over this. All relevant points. Thank you. Although, okay, so. Oh my God. So as you know, because I've I mentioned it every morning, I'm skinnier than I have been in f- four or five years. The question was just about the ocean versus the water. <laughs> yeah, but but I want to brag about how skinny I am. This is a body positive podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was, uh, I've been not, I've been drinking a lot of water, but recently I've been not drinking water so that I wake up super dehydrated so that the scale is That's a little bit not lower. healthy. It's not healthy. But then I drink a ton of water after I step on the scale. Well, that's between you and your God. <laughs> You'll never meet my God. <laughs> it's my secret. Yeah, I guess we'd make him drink water. I agree, Beth. Um, if we had drink water versus <laughs> swimming, I'd say drink water. Well, thank you. I hope you're happy, Val. <laughs> and this has been Would You Doze? And now it's time for, do you notice what they said? This is where we sh- talk about something our kids said. <laughs> uh, so I quickly wanted to say that the, <laughs> the other day I overheard Bryn singing, like humming to himself, and he was like, do you hear the people sing? What? <laughs> he was like lit- literally singing Les Mis, which I thought you would appreciate. <gasps> oh my um, gosh. Another thing he's been saying to me lately when I start singing is he says, I like it when you sing, but not right now, <laughs> which is a really sick burn. Um, <laughs> Maven's saying that to me. Could you not sing, please? <laughs> Brins is really nice. He's like, I like it when you sing. But not right now. <laughs> he's, he's figuring out that compliment sandwich. Uh, yeah. 
good head of HR. <laughs> um, may, <laughs> he said, oh, so he was talking about like what would happen if we didn't get oxygen. And I was like, well, we would die. And then he was like, so what happens when we die? And then I kind of like vaguely said something about like heaven-ish, whatever. And he goes, so we're imaginary. And my Whoa. mind was blown because I was like, actually, yes. <laughs> like that is pr- the most likely scenario. Um, <laughs> Whoa, the most likely scenario is that we are imaginary? I, what's really strange synchronicity wise is that after he said that to me, I went to lay down in bed and I was listening to Oprah's podcast and she had Eckhart Tolle on, who's like this big spiritual guy. And he was like, the only thing that we know for a fact as human beings is that our consciousness exists. We know that we are experiencing this on some level. Therefore, our consciousness is the one guaranteeable thing in this world. Like you can't prove that this, a cup is real. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. so <laughs> it was so weird to hear Brit say that and then hear that podcast and be like, whoa. He's Bryn knows. <laughs> He's he knows. He's a spiritual thought leader. Yeah. <laughs> so, Bryn, Bryn said some funny things to me. We did. Uh, we uh, co- tried to catch up on our journal. We were about a month and a half behind. So I asked him a ton of questions, and we didn't catch up entirely. But there are a few things he said that um, <laughs> gave you know made me chuckle. Uh, so. If you don't know, we have this great journal, a question a day, 365-day calendar. Um, so I asked him, what are three words that describe your neighborhood? And then Bryn goes, neighborhood? And I go, yeah, where we live. And then he just starts looking around, and he did a real like Steve Carell from Anchorman, <laughs> where he went, he looked out the window, and he goes, I like the cars. And <laughs> Three words to describe the neighborhood. And he said, I like the cars. And uh, looking around, I like the milk. And then looking around again, and he goes, I like this musical instrument. And then he picks up a harmonica and starts singing through it, through it going, do, 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 do. And then he dropped the harmonica on the ground and walked out of the room. Amazing. Amazing. He, you know, he started pouring his own milk, which is amazing and terrifying. Yeah, this morning, uh, tonight, I walked in and he had poured a... The biggest glass we have full of (laughs) coconut water. He doesn't understand proportions or speed uh, or the weight of the carton, how that factors in. Oh, no. But he's going for it. Oh, yeah. Um, I asked Bryn and Maven, what are three words to describe your family? Bryn actually understood this question, and he said, goofy, silly, and cool. Nailed it. Maven said, I'm scared. <laughs> hmm. I don't know what that was about. Very similar to when they were doing impressions of you sleeping uh, on your in your Instagram <laughs> video. And Maven kept saying, blood. I'm bloody. I'm bloody. So they Snakes. did this incredible bit where Brittany goes, look, I'm daddy sleeps like this. And then he lays down and he goes. <laughs> and then it turned into Maven goes, daddy sleeps like this. I'm bloody. <laughs> I'm bloody. <laughs> Which is insane and creepy, and where did that come from? (laughs) 
It's a perfect impression of you. She's like, look at this old creep over here, how he sleeps. I mean, in her defense, Dreaming whenever about I'm sleeping, being covered in blood? I just... This I guy's just, nuts. I'm bloody in my dreams. <laughs> um, the question is, are you loud, quiet, or in between? And Bryn went, uh... Super loud! And I go, Maven, are you loud, quiet, or in between? And then she said... And then got down on her hands and knees and crawled backwards out of the room. <laughs> I was like, those are two very different That's answers. That's my girl. Um, okay. And I think this is the last one I'm going to do. <laughs> the question is, who drives you crazy? Why? And Bryn says, it's mommy. Because I love her and she dri- and she makes me go, oh, this car is crazy. <laughs> As if, and he mimed as if you were driving a car all crazy. Yeah. Well, I forgot to tell you, when I pick up the kids, I run around all over the road. <laughs> and you go, I'm driving like crazy. <laughs> and I asked Maven the same question. And I said, Maven, who drives you crazy? And she said, Mommy, I want to drive crazy like this. <laughs> so they took it real literally. Um, yeah, because that's what I literally do and how I drive. Yeah. Well, it's very irresponsible. <laughs> I can't help it. Last one. What's the wildest thing you've ever done? Bryn says, eating too much sugar and not being sick. <laughs> and this is... His life's achievement. Oh, yeah. Ooh, you know what they're saying? You know what they said? What is this segment called? Forget it. I'm Kids calling say it. the darndiest you <laughs> knowsiest. The darndiest would you knows is. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially 
especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This next segment is called Listeners Want to Knows. It's where we take some questions and comments from you guys. All right. You know what? It's time to do an email. Episode's almost over, but I have one more. This this actually sort of got lost in my inbox. This is from, I think, maybe a long time ago. But somebody uh, wrote in, Joanne, a long time ago uh, about her son, I believe, who had a problem with uh, wiping his boogers on the wall next to his bed. And the, uh, she wrote There's a in, problem. He couldn't stop. Yeah. She asked us for advice because, like, you know, because we're experts. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I think our our advice was maybe try putting a target on the wall. <laughs> yeah, I think we said to put up, like, a poster or something, right? I yeah, like know. a Kleenex with a target, a, a target <laughs> drawn on it. Which, you know what? Great idea. Um, And Joanna wrote back in to report on the progress. I hope this mail finds you well. As you asked to report back on our snot wall issue, I am. (laughs) I'm happy to say that no new snots were added to the wall last night. And this makes me hopeful for the future. Your tips of sticking Kleenex on the wall and to create a snot target were great suggestions that we did not follow. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, yeah, I want to make it more unsightly on my kids' snotty wall. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Instead, we kept issuing lame threats and getting grossed out. Finally, my husband took a turn on the de-snotting front yesterday afternoon. Our son's bedroom shares a wall with the kitchen where my son and I were chatting. Throughout our chat, we heard the unmistakable sound of a, of, of a gag-coughing man through the wall. I explained to my son that his snots were making Daddy feel sick. <laughs> this concerned my son gravely. He asked me if Daddy was going to be okay, to which I slowly replied, I think so. He seemed truly remorseful. I think we're getting somewhere. <laughs> Have a great evening and thanks for your support. Joanne, how did she know I was going to read this in the evening? That's remarkable. That's uh, a weak stomach on the <laughs> dried snot. It can't be that gross. I mean, I do think that's an effective parenting technique to give your kid like a vivid depiction of how their behavior affects other people. <laughs> you know what? That's actually a really good point. And I found successful versions of that. And not successful versions. Well, it's like tonight when Maven was trying to rub her raw apple all over me, which I am allergic to. Yeah. And I feel like she was just doesn't understand what allergic means. And then you had to paint a picture for her of me getting sick. Yeah. And she eventually stopped. When I, because I try to guilt, it's not a great tactic. I try to guilt trip brain. No, I think guilt is sometimes a good tactic. If I am annoyed or emotional and he sees that in me, then like any sort of parenting, that's all he sees. 
is that there's an aggressive aggr- aggressive person in front of you and the emotions are all they see and he doesn't observe the information. So if I am calm and matter of fact and I can get him to actually listen to me, then painting a picture of another person and what they're going through and how it affects have them you has been affected. Have you experienced this new habit he has of spitting on you? No, I heard that from the other room. What was that? He just... I he I think he just discovered it out of the blue when we were like play wrestling or something. He just like spat at me and I was like obviously grossed out and then he got a reaction so then he like kept trying to do it. Was this sort of like more fart noises splatter or like a hawkaloogie at you? Like really spit at me. <laughs> so that happened over the weekend and then tonight he like did it again out of the blue and I was like we don't spit and then he like pulled back and I, I, f- I don't know if someone else talked to him about it, but he seemed to like take it slightly more seriously. But I now I'm like, do I just never know if I'm going to get spit on. <laughs> I just never know if I'm going to get spit like, on. What's the deal? From the two times it's happened in my <laughs> whole life. I just never know. Um, I'm not a fan of it. I'm not either. <laughs> I can't think of a single time someone spit on me and I've been cool about it. <laughs> Good. Um... I did hear you. You laid down the law. That was good. That was a really good, stern, but not overly emotional, like, hey, I'm being serious. Thank you. Well, time will tell. Yeah. He won't do that to me. (laughs) He better Good luck. We do not spit. Yes, we do. You sound like the kind of guy I want to spit on. Well, hey, the podcast's over. You want to go spit on me? That was gross. <laughs> gross. That was really gross. Really was unnecessary. So gross. I didn't mean it to be sexy. All right, let's do the outro. <laughs> this has been another episode of We Knows Parenting. Uh, please uh, find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We Knows Pod is the handle. Check it out. Find us. If you'd like to submit a question, share a story, give some advice, or share a parenting hypothetical for the Would You Knows segment, you're welcome to email us at weknowspod at gmail.com, or you can leave us a voicemail at 347-384-7396. Hey, how about uh, leave us a rating and a review? And you know, we've had a lot of great reviews on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. They say a very sexy podcast for parents. So we have a, should we give a new prompt? What should the new review be, Beth? <laughs> A mostly sexy podcast. Oh, yeah, but like, uh, this podcast's bed ain't creaking. We'll work on it. We'll spitball it. Somebody. How about the title should be This Parenting Podcast Got Me Pregnant? (laughs) Please, uh, please, please review the podcast with This Parenting Podcast Got Me Pregnant. Amazing. (laughs) Even if you don't, we love you. Have a great night. Bye. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.